Welcome back to Charles Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to see you. Welcome to see you. How's your week been? Good. I trained every day. Great success. Classic training. Yep. Bullying. Had some good success in the weights as well. Yeah, we had some good success in the weights. Getting strong. Lifting hard. Getting stronger. Getting stronger. Mark McQueen, watch out, buddy. Looking Encher. He's coming. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be fun. Coming over Christmas. It's going to be great. That's going to be fun. We did some uh, technique tips of the day with our cameraman. Hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, let's see the still image. (laughs) <laughs> it's actually just about a series of photos it's still with audio over it's a the top. All right, we've then. done a booklet. All right, let's go straight. We've on. both got shit to do, so this will be quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's uh, overtraining weight slash BJJ. I feel oh. like we get this one all the time. So we do get this one a little bit. All right, so what would? Uh, how do you know if you're overtraining? I mean. A lot of people, they, 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 they'll ask, oh, like, I, I run out of cardio, or I get to training, I'm already exhausted, I feel tired all the time. First thing to address would be your nutrition. Are you eating correctly? Are you sleeping properly? If you're not sleeping properly, you're going to know. If you sleep yeah. like shit, if you, don't, if you don't have a good quality night's sleep, you're going to know immediately. Yeah. If you eat and sleep better than everyone else, you should definitely be outlasting them in basically everything you do. Yeah. So A big point as well is also like fueling yourself correctly before your training. So like, number one, are you eating ad- adequate calories throughout the day? Number one. Number two, are you eating the right fuels? For example, if you're on a ketogenic diet, it's going to be much harder to train vigorously than mm. if you were than if you were eating carbohydrates. True that. Yeah, because we actually need carbohydrates to fuel our, especially as jiu-jitsu hobbyists and athletes, you need carbohydrates to fuel your workouts, especially before, like just before training. So ways you could look to provide yourself with energy before training is having like things like simple carbohydrates, things that digest easier. Dates. Dates, right? Like big meals of like rice or like ideally fizzy drinks. Fizzy drinks, yeah, exactly. All those things are very like yeah. fast, delicious, delicious <laughs> and they, they they provide fast fast units of energy. Yeah. Even just having solid meals before, before like an hour to two hours right. beforehand with rice, pastas, breads, whatever. Ideally, like the white versions of those foods because they right. digest much faster and ready ready uh, ready to use units yeah. of energy. But I guess to overtraining. I mean, look, you, you get, you're going to know if you're fucking overtraining. If, you, if you're just being like, I'm fucked, I'm making zero progress all the time, I'm actually regressing in the weights room, you, you need to sort out the, what does your schedule look like. Yeah. Take, take a day yeah. off. Just take a day <laughs> off. You, you need to recover because a big part of fucking getting, yeah. getting results, whether it's in the gym or in the jitsu room, is recovering. Yeah, got to get ill once in a while and then you'll, you'll stay away. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get sick. Yeah. Uh, so, Realistically, though, I train twice a week what's it called, twice a week weights and then basically do some sort of jiu-jitsu every single day. Yeah. But not always intense jiu-jitsu. So if you feel like you're overtraining, take some easy days. If you can't, stay away. Yeah, because you're not going hard every day. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You don't want to go, I feel like you can go hard every day if you get everything else perfect maybe. Yeah. But even then, you're probably going to need like the occasional one, two days. This also ties into the question of like drilling, etc. Maybe yeah. one day I do drilling and stuff. Don't do that, just yeah. spar like, shit of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's far easier people so you don't get tired. <laughs> exactly. So if you are overtraining, you are overtraining weights. Remember, what's the purpose of weights to get to to supplement your jiu-jitsu training? If you want to be powerlifter and you really want to drive your numbers up in the weights room, that's a different goal. Then maybe back the jiu-jitsu off, up the weights. But if, yeah. it's to, if it's to get better at jiu-jitsu, the weights is there to supplement. You, certainly, you can increase your lifts, but it's not going to be the main fucking yeah. priority. A lot of people would would legit benefit from just taking a whole day <laughs> off from going to the gym, to the dojo. And just watching an instructional yeah like you would benefit most people like i improve more when i'm 
sick than when I'm actually training, I feel like. Yeah, because you're recovering better. Yeah, yeah, and also, but as in when I'm ill, as in I'm not even going in at all, I'm just watching instructionals. I feel like when I come back, I've like actually gotten better. The mental gains. Yeah, mental gains. Yeah. Okay. If you, if you feel like you're overtraining the weights in the weights or the jits, take a fucking day off. Put the mental yeah. gains in. Yeah, put the mental gains in. That's our answer. There we go. Can't overtrain your mental. Yeah. All right. Would I cross over to MMA and my first opponent? So probably I wouldn't. Maybe as like a very last thing before I retire, but then be, I'll be very old and that'd shit. Be, that'd be an awful decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I was to fight anyone, it'd be Conor, because... Who? Conor McGregor. Yeah, you just get paid there. Because I fucking smoke him. No, because... <laughs> <laughs> probably, you'd smoke him in the Jets. If, yeah, if we yeah. did a Jets match, I reckon I'd win. But anyway, because I'd get more money. Like, you're not going to get punched in the head for a small amount of money, so fuck You should that. fight Francis Ngannou as your first match. It's <laughs> <laughs> a welcome match to MMA. MMA's just fucking savage, full yeah. stop. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually thinking about like what my life would look like after fighting Francis Ngannou. Lots of straws and being held <laughs> upstairs and like reminded what I was talking about. Podcast would be over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Podcast would be me mumbling in like some straight jacket. Oh my god. Okay. So probably you, not. No, you wouldn't. Nah. First opponent, McGregor. Get the payday. Yeah. Easy money. Get the yeah. fucking money fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the money boy. Yeah, all right, tactics for an absolute division. Oh, that's a good question. I would go for leg locks. I think uh, big guys tend to be easier to get on their legs and you know, without the power of their legs, they're not so dangerous. Yeah. Trying to armbar a big guy when he can just like literally just stand up all the time, wherever you are on his body is no good. But if you've got leg locks, they can't stand up most of the time if you have yeah. both of their legs controlled. So yeah, that would be my tactic. Or get to their back, again, like easier said than done. Yeah, get to their back. But also it's hard to finish people on the back when they're fucking massive. Because they've got such a bridge shoulders. and yeah, big shoulders and like all this kind of stuff, you know. It might be easier to get inside and get arm bars, but then you've got to try and attack an arm bar on a massive cunt. So yeah, yeah, like attack the legs, get underneath. It's very difficult. Yeah, I think. I you think, should be getting underneath. Trying like fucking. Yeah, like getting you. underneath is like prerequisite to attacking the legs. But if you get underneath and you don't get the legs, you're just gonna get fucked. Like and, and some things you might get away with. You might get underneath them and then like redirect their balance, you know, or not have much momentum, but still manage to push people. If they're massive, they might just like, you might just be like, what the fuck, this normally works, and then I'll just crush you. Depends how strong they are as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They might yeah. be fucking strong and just cross-face you and you're just getting crushed yeah. on the cross-face. Yeah. Some things that work on people your size just legit will not work on people that are big enough. Big and strong enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, and strong. Yeah, they can't just be fat, they have to be. Try and leg lock Mark strong. McQueen. Yeah, exactly, yeah, try and get. Or Golden Ryan. Try and tip Mark McQueen over. Impossible. <laughs> Just so yeah, that's do. your tactic, leg locks? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for absolute division. If you can't do leg locks... Who's the biggest guy you fought in an absolute division? Before? I don't really do that many absolute divisions. I'd probably say the biggest guy I fought is uh, that Luba Sands guy. I don't think if I've actually fought... I, would I like don't think I've even done... Yeah, don't even ask me. I haven't done the absolute divisions. I've done grappling industries absolutes, but you know... That's a different story. That's different there. I'd like to see you in ABCC absolute versus like Victor Hugo. Yeah, that'd, that'd be fun, much. yeah. Better than Francis and Ngannou. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> You'd submit him, though, in a Jits comp. Francis and Ngannou. No doubt, yeah. Maybe, yeah, but... In an MMA? That's you never know, though. He might just stand up. He might stand up. Just stand up. Apparently, you can do that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, get, get underneath. Be fucking... Yeah. Misdirecting people. Balancing. Yeah, like arm drags as well for bigger guys. If you want to get to their back from guard, arm drags work very well because you're not, again, it's unlikely that you're going to get arm bars or like Kimuras and all this kind of stuff. We've just got too much like 
explosion. Yeah, yeah. And like throughout the whole time, it's going to be very hard for you to keep your joints safe as well as do all this stuff whilst they're pressuring and sprawling. Mm. You know, keep working within your frames whilst they're sprawling and stuff. It's going to be much harder than if they're light. But yeah, sure. you can definitely get around their elbows a bit easier. Yeah, arm drags. Okay. Right. Respond to Danaher. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's give, this, let's give this some context. So, yeah. a lot of people have been sending up both of us the videos of <laughs> John Danaher uh, and Lex Friedman podcast. Yeah. Where he calls you a uh, talented young Irishman. Yeah, he does actually. Talented, young, talented, talented young, young Irishman, but he also says I was cavalier and, and <laughs> downright sloppy. Yeah, with the, downright. With, with here the he's getting downright yeah. sloppy. With downright his, like, sloppy with his neat positioning. So, so let's break that down. That was, like, that was actually a good, good I think good that's video. a fair point. I, I would say cavalier more than sloppy. Like I was more, I was very much focused on attacking. Let's break down what happened. So, so got to saddle, Bodoni's kicking on my bottom leg. So essentially he was already out of saddle at that point. Uh, and I was just basically holding on to his, uh, the Achilles grip by holding the outside of my thigh. And uh, you know, I was aware that he was trying the, uh, he was trying something on my left leg, yeah. like either an inside heel hook or like, or like the, Thing, but that thing, the corkscrew thing doesn't normally work if you have any sort of like give in your leg. Yeah. Because uh, you can just roll out of it a lot of the time, but because you'd already stepped on my bottom leg, I couldn't actually like scissor my legs to turn and roll. Yeah, because he's stomping on the bottom leg. Yeah, which is basically why it was like a very nice counter, which is what you're like, that's just good details, like fair play. And like the sequencing, which he got everything in place to get the finish was perfect. Like first stepped on the leg, then he got his chest close to the back of my heel, then he got his toe like side arm over the top and then finally he got his other arm over and then straight away cranked it yeah, yeah. which is like good uh it's just a good move fair play <laughs> but yeah i shouldn't have stayed in the pocket too long when especially when i didn't necessarily have too many threats to the legs i think the way i saw it was just like the more time i can spend in leg lock entanglements with him the more likely i can finish him because like literally the only times i've been, seen him get finished in recent times was leg locks so it was like you'd be a fool not to try leg locking basically yeah so yeah and yeah that was it uh so yeah, it wasn't necessarily my grip holding onto my leg that was blocking me, holding onto his leg that was blocking me. It was more that he was stomping on the leg. Yeah, on my bottom leg, so I couldn't I couldn't scissor my legs and mm. and turn out of it. So yeah, be good. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I think uh, we'll that Cavalier is fair. Cavalier. <laughs> That's fair. I'll take that. It doesn't even sound bad. Downright sloppy. Cavalier. It's a French word. Do you feel like you're getting sloppy uh, in your leg attacks or overconfident? Yeah, maybe overconfident. Like I wasn't. Uh, to be fair, I just I just thought that my my left leg would be safe for a bit longer, and I, I couldn't actually like physically see his hand placed over the top of my foot because my knee was in the way. Yeah. So I was trying to like look around my knee, but every time I looked, my knee would come in as well. Got it, got it. It's so, all just ridiculous, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you win some, you lose some, anyway. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Run it back, then we'll be up and tell. Yeah, but yeah, he felt uh, he felt good, and I didn't feel like he was using too much strength or anything. Like he wasn't. Uh, Overexerting himself or, or anything like that. Do you feel like you are? No, no, neither. But but yeah. I got finished, so obviously I should have should have exerted more yeah. energy. Yeah. Sure. Or different tactics. Yeah, different tactics. Definitely. What, what would you have done differently? Well, I would have just extracted my leg now. It first, yeah. Well, when he stomped on the back of my other leg and it was completely free, I would have been quicker to extract my left leg and not. Because uh, I was basically waiting to see if he would move a little bit and give me give me something to work with, and he didn't. So. Yeah. Next time I'll just be like, okay, he's obviously very good at leg locks. Just <laughs> remove my leg and maybe not go for leg locks so 
exclusively. Cavalierly. Yeah, cavalierly. Cavalier. Did you listen to the four podcasts with them? Nah, it's four and a half hours. Just a bit. Yeah, I literally skipped to the bit that was about Bodoni because I, I thought I'd get a mention. <laughs> not gonna lie, I did. It's a big I might podcast. watch it. It's four and a half hours though. It's pretty good. I watched a little bit of the Gordon bit, a little bit of the. That was it, actually. I watched a bit of the Sam McNally bit as well. What's he saying about that? Uh, Watch your podcast. Another talented young Irishman. Actually, I watched it because someone sent it to me and was like, uh, oh, he talks about you here and he says you're actually quite smart. And then I I skipped to it and I'm like, this is just another bald Irish man. It's it's, it's just Sam McNally. He's not even fucking talking about me. It's so good. (laughs) Racist. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) All right, cool. EU seminar tour. I'm already kind of doing one. It's not a tour, though, because I don't have a driving license, but I'm going to go to... <laughs> we spoke about this on our last podcast. Did we? Yeah. I'm going to go around uh, Germany and that sort of Denmark and these places and teach seminars. No one in France has asked me for a seminar. You speak French, too. I fucking speak French like an eight-year-old, so... Five-year-old French. Five to eight-year-old French. I'm going to say eight because I did a bit... You know, I, did, I actually did it at uni, so, you know. Man, we need to some, some get you in France, man. Exactly, yeah. You know, if you're in France... Shout him out. He can do a podcast. Shout him out. Seminar in full French. You'd yeah. be able to deliver. Would yeah, you to maybe. Deliver I'd have to. I'd have to look up like particular words, like you know, like Back heel up. and yeah, this sort of thing. Like that. Would just why would you ever need that in normal conversation? Nah. But yeah, I could do that, or I could just throw in some Fringlish, <laughs> just some random bits of English where I don't understand the French. Half half English, half French yeah. presentation. Or I could go visit my grandparents for a bit and brush up and then go <laughs> do a idea. tour. Yeah. You're not going there. I love it. <laughs> 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 so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the grandparents. Fucking east of France with nothing to do. <laughs> Every year. There's not even jiu-jitsu around there. That's the thing. There's, there's not even... There's weights. There's not even good judo. Really? There's, no, no. There's, and it's France as well. You'd think they'd do some sort of... Combat of sports. Yeah, exactly. They'd there's weights. Something. But that's even shit, man. Yeah, the weights for The French guy just yells at you. Yeah, because yeah, he says that shouldn't be getting tired whilst I'm doing weights. <laughs> he's, he's, I, sh- I shouldn't, my, my lungs shouldn't be getting tired. It yeah. means I'm not doing it right. Facts. And I was supersetting stuff. I, I fucking, I, I was actually doing very well and he was just shitting on me the whole time. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I hit like my max ever shoulder fresh there as well, which is like 22s. I was, I, oh, I, shit. I cannot do like... And I hit 22.5. You're fresh going there. There's no jiu-jitsu. Yeah, to tie yeah. I was down. completely fresh here and bored, so I had a lot of energy. But, but yeah, he was shitting on me the whole time. That's so good. Doing also, Bulgarian split squat. This is an easy exercise. You shouldn't be, this shouldn't be hard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Why are you breathing so heavy? Something tells me you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Shut up. You let me, only because he let me use his gym. Otherwise, I would have told him he's a cunt. Love right. that, <laughs> Coach or no coach? What's that about? This is for competitions. So oh, okay. I would prefer to have a coach, obviously. Like, why why obviously because well like most of the time even if you don't like having a coach you can't hear them but they're very useful to tell you the amount of time you have left and also like as an outsider you can often say things that watching back are fucking obvious yeah like it, it's very hard to as- reassess in a match it's easy to assess and like have a game plan in your match whilst you're making it but it's hard to switch halfway through when you realize that things aren't working or like you're losing at a specific point yeah it's hard to like if if it's an intense match, it's hard to gauge. Yeah, hard to gauge and change your strategy. As an example, they'd be like, "Stop going for the underhook or stop going for this yeah, because yeah. It's, it's obviously not working." Yeah, or like he's bringing his leg back when you do this, so do this. You know, just yeah, just decent like technical advice you can 
accept halfway through rather than just like having to make it up in your head. Also, just like random bits of encouragement can be helpful. Come on, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ashley. Go on, Ashley. <laughs> they love that. Yeah, so basically don't bring an annoying coach with you because it's just going to piss you off more than they actually add, add value to you unless it's someone like legit really good like Dana who's going to give you great like pre-match insight and then during match they'll be shouting out the correct details and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but most people probably just bring your normal coach unless they're super annoying. Fair play. <laughs> Fair play. Right, this next question, I guess it's close to this particular person's heart. <laughs> Should you... This is this is actually this is a legitimate question. What was the it is yeah, a legitimate question. Should you inform? Should everyone be informed if one of the people in the gym has AIDS? And I don't know. I don't know, like. Not informing. It's, it's very personal to that to that person. Maybe they don't want everyone to be to to know that they have AIDS. But I'll definitely like. You you should let the head coach know, or you should like at least let the like yeah. the coaches know. Hey, just so you know, I am like. HIV positive or I do have AIDS like you should you should definitely let the gym know however if you're in that position by the way we're not obviously we, we are we have zero medical expertise so let's just let's just say that so <laughs> I'm a doctor zero medical expertise so get medical help like if speak, you have AIDS go to yeah, the doctor speak to, speak to your doctor <laughs> about yeah. you should definitely speak to your doctor about this first before taking any of this advice this isn't even advice we're just challenge yet yeah, but like just opinion you would you would be taking medicine which is called prep which would stop you transferring the risk of hiv and aids so i'm pretty sure that it's very manageable now okay so you're fine you don't have to tell them if you got prep basically yeah but <laughs> i'd actually speak to the doctor first just be like should i let people know is it transmittable between sweat and blood if i'm taking this drug i would find out all those final details first this is very important yeah and then if it's if it's if the answer is no when you're taking that drug, obviously just you need to make sure you're taking the medicine. And then maybe yeah. maybe you don't need to bring it up. Personally, I'd probably just bring it up to the, the the head coach or the owner if you have a good relationship with them. Be like, hey, look, this situation. However, I do have like, but get a doctor's certificate or something just yeah. to prove that this is the situation as like a part of courtesy. That's probably one for Google though. That's probably one for, for <laughs> Google. Ja for Google or a medical professional. Jamie to pull up. Not asking to. <laughs> Morons. It's yeah. <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Good, good question, though. <laughs> fair question. All right. Yeah. I would, I, yeah. Go, speak to the medical professionals. They'll, they'll be able to answer. 16-year-old me, who did I look up to technically? Well, I'm pretty sure I was doing the gi, so it would have been people like Leandro. Leandro. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, who else? You love that, man. I love it. Yeah, he was, to be fair, very good at passing. Like, uh, and it was just super simple, like just running around people and just being really, I don't know. It looked simple back in the day. Uh, who else? I like to watch Lucas Lepri, Rafael Mendes, Mendes Bros. Yeah. I especially like them, all the Berenbola stuff. I like Keenan. Keenan suits my body type. When I see him sparring, he, seems to, he seems to do a lot of very similar sequences to me. So maybe he's one I should watch a bit more, even in a nogi. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, he's got... Very similar body type to me for some reason. That's what it seems anyway. When I see him sparring, it's all very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's who I looked up to. And in terms of like in now the UK, yeah. Now I look at yeah, just people who are winning. To be honest, I don't I don't have like favorites like that. I just 
everyone's got something. Who's doing well? Yeah. Yes. Every, Who's doing well and yeah. why are they doing that well? Let's look it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just try so, and stay informed. It's almost like an encyclopedia you now. You just like look at the competition. Who's performing well? Who's winning? Who's winning everything? How are they winning? Yeah. Let's copy the things that they do really well. Yeah, because you don't have time to look at everyone. So you have to, even if there's someone who like lost, who's actually extremely good, you can't really, you can't take risks and just watch people that are losing but are good. You've got to just watch the winners and go yeah. with the blanket, <laughs> blanket winning strategies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like, it's winning matches. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. One way or another. Don't be, don't, At least yeah. a tactic or something, preventative moves. Don't get stuck, stuck up in biases then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Drop, yeah. Dropping out of uni. Would it have helped my jiu-jitsu? Well, not really, because the maintenance grant meant I could just train full-time. Uh, Say again? The maintenance loan you get meant I could just train full-time. Yeah. So, when I say full-time, like I was doing it seriously, I was just basically not, not going to lectures and training Still twice passed. a day. Still passed, yeah. Yeah, boy. Still passed. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I didn't go to graduation because I didn't want to embarrass everyone. <laughs> <laughs> really high grade. <laughs> yeah, basically... I think, to be fair, if I had trained in London with, like, no, nah, I don't know. I feel like it was good training out in Cardiff, to be honest. I had good, I had good training partners. I had good coach there. Shout out Craig. It's obviously worked out. Craig, you was, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, it worked out, yeah. It was Get fine. your fucking degree as well. Like, you may, you may as well. If you're, you, like, unless it's something that you fucking hate at university, then you could probably, should probably consider doing something you enjoy I hated more. it. Oh, you hated it? Well, yeah, I didn't go, so, yeah. But you still passed. Still passed, yeah. Still Modafinil, boy. Still, still, you got on the Modafinil. Yeah, Modafinil. I had that's, to get on the Modafinil. That's a savage drug, man. Yeah, it was. It's like, it's like doing MD for work. It was. Uh, it's it like ecstasy for work. Like yeah. Fuck. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah, but if you take it basically, yeah. drug advice: Modafinil early in the morning. Don't study for the entire year. Two weeks out from your exam, Modafinil. Work ten hours a day. Do all the lectures. Do all the seminars. Don't do any reading. Get a third. That's my advice for the people. There we go. Beautiful. And then you can still walk out with a degree that you'll never and use. And you won't have wasted your time actually going to the lectures. You'll never use that degree. I will never use that. Even now, <laughs> like, economics just probably my worst subject. It's changed so much now. <laughs> just read the Financial Times every day. Yeah, just read the FT. That's what everyone says. Just read the FT. You'll get a good idea just of it. Just read the FT. Then you see a graph and you've got no fucking idea. Yeah, so dropping out of uni would have helped. Your circumstance? No. Not really, but yeah, if, if I, to be fair, if my parents had just let me live at their house and, because I wouldn't have necessarily been able to support myself from the age of 18 in jiu-jitsu only without either help from parents or, Lines. or maintenance loan from the government, which I was basically using to go to uni. Yeah. I mean, go to jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> Taxman's going to listen to this podcast. Anyone from HMIC, they're going to come down and you fuck. Well, yeah, they, they already... I already pay student loans, so it's not like... Oh, okay, so... Yeah, okay. it's like 6% interest, you know. Really? Yeah, yeah. And they just increase it a little bit each year as well. Like, the interest, the percentage per year goes up. Savage. Give me 10%, so... Like, literally, I would never pay that back. I would try and avoid that with all, <laughs> all my heart and soul. <laughs> That's a good answer. Fuck them, motherfuckers. So, so dropping out of uni, not necessarily... <laughs> not, not necessarily. Yeah. I feel like you could still fucking train. Like, look, realistically, like if you if, you're, if you if you just are organized and you, you yeah. just like you sleep well, you recover well, you go okay. I'm gonna go to these lectures. I'm gonna study between these times. If, yeah. if if I want if the open mats are at this time, I'm not gonna go to those specific lectures, but I'm gonna make up for it for studying during this time. So you can just go open mat, open mat, open mat, open mat, study on the outside. 
Do you know what I mean? If you're a fucking loser though, and you never drink or go out or do anything at uni, you can do all the uni work and you can train for sleep time. and you can train. Exactly. Then you've got no time for anything else. The, the choices I went for was partying, sleeping, jiu-jitsu. social, jujitsu. Yeah. You, you could choose three of the four. <laughs> you don't get four. Yeah. Can be done though. Yeah. 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 You, you three of the four. Yeah. Yeah. Three but of you'll four. be a loser. Yeah, okay. Derek on the pod. Who's Derek? More plates, more dates. He'd be a great guest to have on. Yeah. Have you seen him? I think I've seen bits of him, but I don't know his face. He's a very smart fella. He talks about steroids. He's got multiple businesses. He seems very um, very switched on. He'd be a great guest to get on the pod. Yeah, get him on. He'd be good. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a big following. It'd be tough. Although, we, we recently started getting guests on, to be honest. We're, we're getting closer that. and closer we're to getting, Gordon. We're getting closer and closer. Yeah, we are. We are getting closer to Gordon. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I need to check the. Uh, I need to actually check the WhatsApp. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we've secured a phone number. Yeah, we're getting there. We've seen something making happen, despite but the fake one. We've got something. Yeah, Did you keep the fake one, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can compare, we compare it to it. the one that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. you. Uh, maybe there was it. He's still waiting. Maybe, maybe it's just a typo. <laughs> 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 He's just on his phone still. He's gone, Fuck. Why they got in contact with me? <laughs> Could have been on the biggest pod. So we're gonna rent out a um, podcast studio shortly. We're gonna get um, the fight dietitian on soon. Nice. He's fucking sick. Working with some UFC fighters. He did a podcast with Craig. Did he not? Yeah, yeah, he did the podcast with Craig, and nice. we're sending that this week. He's going to come on the hours. Um, I actually watched that podcast. He said a lot of very similar things to you, like, just need to eat more calories, just go and eat in and out. And then Craig was saying similar things to me, like, I don't get as ill as much when I'm just eating a shitload and all this stuff. And you just and later on in the training sessions, you don't get burnt out, whereas, like, it yeah. feels nice to start with an empty stomach, and you're, like, you're sharp, but then that sharpness <laughs> wears off, and then towards the end, you're like, fuck, how is he? That's the classic okay. question, being like, yeah. oh, why is my cardio just diminishing? Well, first of all, look at your nutrition. Yeah, eat like, properly. Eat properly, fuel yourself, yourself correctly. Yeah. And then protein, like protein doesn't just contribute to muscle, like being super jacked. Protein actually contributes to like your overall health. Like, yeah, you expect, like particularly like your immune function, your eyes, skin, nails, health, like skin particularly, like not getting staff as much. Craig even says that, like since he started eating yeah, properly, he, he doesn't get staff as much yeah. because like you start optimizing your protein intake, it's going to help your immune yeah. function, your Just skin, everything. That rundown feeling will be gone if it, you eat enough. Exactly, yeah. He's, 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 I actually, shout out to, shout out to the fight dietitian. He's got a good course for jiu-jitsu guys. It's cheap. It's like 250 bucks. You, you, if you did that course and like looked at some YouTube, like Mike is well. Not that cheap. I mean... I mean, yeah, we want him on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> what would be cheap if 250? I mean, look, it's affordable. It's affordable. That's <laughs> yeah, probably better, right? It's affordable. It's affordable. It's, it's affordable. Um, but you can arm yourself. Like you could. It's cheap compared, like relative to what it is. Like if you do that, if yes, you did, yeah. if you did that course, or like the, the amount of the amount of fucking searching on YouTube would take to get all the information in one one thing. Yeah, yeah. Ta- like time, time, but it's, it's worth the time just yeah. to fucking learn how to fuel yourself correctly. Yeah. Why is, why are these things important? If you're if you're disciplined enough to uh, discipline <laughs> discipline to actually do it. Then. If you're watching instructionals and you're trying to get better at jits and you're ignoring your nutrition, you, you need you, yeah. other way around. Nutrition yeah. first, recovery, and also then. Also, it's nice to eat a lot. Yeah. Great. Fuel yourself adequately. Just eating like a fucking pig all the time. It's bad when you have to, but if you're just doing it. You what know. do you have for breakfast this morning? Do you crush it? No, not this morning. No, no. I, uh, I just kept sleeping until it was like 20 past 11. I did have a very nice coffee though, <laughs> on the yeah. mocha machine. Oh, nice. Yeah, and the creatine water. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday I had delicious lamb. 
Cooked Shout out yeah. Maggie <laughs> on the podcast, my, my food sponsor, my meal prep sponsor. Does she listen to the pod? Uh, she does, yeah. She'll make sure that I'm in the room and she'll put it on and nah. keep asking me questions and say how disgusted she is with me at the end of it. And like, <laughs> you, you shouldn't say that. And I don't like how you say this, but... Shout out to Mags. Shout out Mogs. Yeah, when you hear this. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the lamb last night. Good lamb. <laughs> anyway, and then we had a pizza as well on the way back. And I had two pints. Shout out to Guinness. Yeah, shout out to Guinness, actually. If I'm going to have a pint, it's probably going to be Guinness these days. Because you're a you, uh, talented young Irishman. Because I'm a talented young Irishman. It's the, part of it. All right, so back to Derek on the pod. He will come on. We just need to start getting guests on. Yeah, it's time it, It's guests. time. This is episode 11 now. I can't we could, we could start small and get someone like local or even just some random man off the street. Crackhead. Yeah. Local crackhead. That'd local crackhead. Any local crackheads that want to come on the podcast? So we need Rog, Mark McQueen's coming on. We've got the fight dietitian. We just need to make all these That's things happen. That's a fucking happen. good lineup so far. Yeah. Well, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. is still coming. <laughs> <laughs> you should only eat. quality. Maybe I should. Oh, uh, yeah, I did message him. He doesn't, I don't think that's his real account. He didn't reply. He won't reply. <laughs> so good. Haunting gym but, but, but yeah, it's time to get some, um, some guests on. Sorry, next question. Ha- haunting gym roles. Haunts are roles that have haunted both of us in the gym recently. I imagine you rolling with Roger. It's haunting. Yeah, he's, Roger's haunting. Um, it's because he'll call it, yeah. you'll be in the room. Either he calls you out straight away, which is actually nice because you have lots of energy. So you can, it's like roll like two or three. Boy, Charlie. And then you're like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> And then you just, you know, inevitably he's going to get mount or back and he's going to keep <laughs> and he'll keep you there as well. Yeah, so like yeah. you'll be in like bottom mount, usually I'm a pussy and I just give up the back. Yeah. <laughs> but some, then who do, who just, who push you back to mount, he'll, he'll like cross you and then dark room you and he'll like make sure that he's, he's adequately dark rooming you and he'll blow like air into that into that space so you're, you're, i was doing that once. so you're breathing in you're breathing in his carbon dioxide so it's even Does worse because brush his teeth directly before a session each time i'd imagine so yeah because if you have a coffee and you're breathing coffee you know potentially whatever <laughs> down someone's whilst like, i'm just worried they'll fucking vomit on me sometimes when i do that i think to be honest that wasn't my most haunting round my most haunting round was when i was a white belt and i was like yeah i'm a big unit i'll take anyone and I went up to one of the black belts in the class, also a big unit. I was like, let's roll. And he goes, what belt are you? I'm like, white. He goes, all right, let's roll. Then <laughs> <laughs> you got absolutely <laughs> fucked. He fucked me up, man. <laughs> like side control, like fucking just like, w- w- what's that where you get like full, full, like oh, legs are out man. wide, like a cradle position. It's just the Kezagatami is the Japanese yeah. term. And he really. fucking just kept holding me there. And I was we like, call it the soul oh, crusher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, I should do that more often if I want to just bully people. Just Kezagatami. He, he was bullying the fuck out of me. I was trying to, mo- I couldn't really move. a really good idea, yeah. Just pinned me. Pinned me yeah. for like three minutes there. And that was, yeah. that was not fun. I've been enjoying just cross-facing and keeping half guard, not letting people give up side control. So you get the cross You've been providing the haunting rounds. Yeah, yeah, and if I'm talking about a haunting role, I would say the most the most haunted I ever get these days is wrestling with Sylvie for a long period of time. There are periods where I'm just like, what? Once you start losing the wrestling battle and you get broken down, it's only downhill from there. Like you can get some counters that are very like judo-y, but you're not gonna out wrestle someone who's basically better at wrestling than you or just and especially much stronger yeah wrestling since he was five and like 
all healthy and shit since he was zero. You know. Shout out to Sylvia. He's a fucking big unit, man. Monster. He's a big strong unit. He's a monstro. So that's that's haunting for him? Why is it haunting? That, well, it's just like the most haunting role I've had recently. The, the hauntingness is from being like really tired and getting collar tie ragged and you still have to keep your head up and uh, keep, It's just tiring. Yeah, it's no, just the lower back crushing. Sure. But let's go through the most haunting man. Surely there was at some point in your jiu-jitsu career where you're like, this is horrible. Like this sucks. I can't wait for this round to finish. Maybe back when I was like a white belt, uh, probably, yeah, just yeah, the worst position I can think of is like having my... Having, when someone wears a loose t-shirt and like my old coach Felipe Souza, who was also a Rogers student and used to teach at Rogers old school and then he, uh, <laughs> he stole loads of students and ran away or something. He, he ran and started BJJ school UK. And uh, yeah, he used to do the same dark rooming thing to me and I didn't even realize what it was at the time. Like he would put his t-shirt on my face and I'd be like, you know, ah, panicking and shit. <laughs> One time I was like, is that a submission? He's like, no, you can't tap to that. Oh, and ever since then, I've, yeah, I, ne I never actually tapped to a, a cardio tap like that though. I asked. Oh, you're like, should I tap to that? Yeah, I asked, is that a submission? Like, I was just more like a question because I was like, damn, this is so fucking, is he doing this on purpose? Like, this is horrible. Yeah. And uh, other times where I've felt haunted were just being extremely tired in competitions, you know, having terrible cardio and blowing my wad in two minutes. And then there's like another 13 minutes of competition that I'm just recovering for for ages and like surviving in horrible position and then eventually I get enough energy to go for sub attempts got and it. it tends to actually work out pretty well but that's haunting was that a recent competition uh no like i'll give you an example like john mafflin i had a match with him ages ago and we literally had like five splits before the match <laughs> five splits <laughs> with some guys from wales how did that happen what was the decision they, they just saw me there and they were like Hey, Pat, you want to go have a spliff with us? And I was like, oh, you know what, fuck it, go on. And then they like each pulled out a spliff, so it was like already that many. And then we had to wait longer, so I was like, fuck it, just have another one. And then, yeah, I went and had the match, and it was going well for the first. It was cut into three, it was 12 minutes cut into three four-minute sections. Right. And I would say the first four minutes I was dominating, second four minutes was pretty even, and the last four minutes was How? like me, comp and it was only pretty even because I was already completely gassed. And then the last four minutes I was just bottom out, like essentially just bridging and stalling every every and then eventually he tried to do like a back step and I counted and got his back and finished him but that was haunting at the time I was very tired <laughs> like very tired yeah yeah just being really exhausted is haunting and me super stunned yeah. yeah yeah the stun was okay though that's it? actually yeah that's what would make things haunting when you're fucking tired the guy's better than you and you're yeah. like I'm so exhausted this I guess sucks maybe it was because I was higher than I'm thinking about it <laughs> The wall's closing in because you're paranoid. Oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Why did I sign up for this? So, yeah, now I don't smoke on competition days because fuck that. I would like to get super stoned and roll. I feel like I'd just oh, be You should definitely roll high. I'd be yeah. terrified. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, roll high. It takes a while to get used to it. But yeah, roll high. But just competitions, I think it's better to just be fucking evil and on it. Yeah, you need to be on. Yeah, so yeah, no so more. So you sign up for a competition for to be on it. Yeah, and also, yeah, obviously just lungs and that, make sure you don't smoke for a long time before competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, key. so that was a... Uh, that was a good question. Haunting gym roles, thank you, yeah. <laughs> BJJ profit with under 100 students, can a gym profit? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, pretty easily. Just do the maths. I think, uh, depending on how much you pay for rent, I don't even have a gym, so I don't know why I'm speaking so factually, but we did a bit of maths anyway. How much is there, like you know, upkeep of the gym, basically. 100 students paying 100 quid a month is 10 grand a month. 
Like if you if you're paying more than ten grand a month in rent, then you've got a very big space and you should have more than hundred students. Yeah. <laughs> also, most places literally have so many students that are just on the payroll that don't actually attend. Yeah. Like people that do jujitsu because they're paying for it weekly and they've you know had a little spate with it. Yeah, but, they'll come once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, and you can also sell like things on the side. You got rash guards. You got yeah. fucking like pro- it, like protein shakes. That's 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 a no brainer for yeah. gyms, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Little vending machine, yeah, and pro- yeah, protein shakes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say shakes are big, man. Yeah. I mean, like if you just get someone like receptionist or something, or even you can make it like just make it a part of the system. Yeah. Because it it, it is beneficial as you finish as you finish jujitsu, you should be having some kind of protein. Yeah, yeah. Like within that fucking hour. Yeah. Ideally, if you, you can put shakes off of water, electrolytes, everything. Exactly. Make it, make everything. make everything at once. And sell that sell that protein people. shake for five quid. Electrolyte. Put an extra quid in there. Make them buy oh. your rash guards. Make them buy your rash guards. You can. Fuck yeah. If you're a good coach, people will come. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. To be fair, like under a hundred students. I mean, just depends how big it is. Like, some gyms I teach at like very small, like let's say nine, eighteen, twenty-seven, thirty-six mats. Yeah. Basically square mats to go on, which is. But let's say like the size of this room, like. Knocking down these like these particular walls, yeah. Like you could you could easily have a hundred student academy in here. Yeah, yeah. They they no, would have not, to, a lot of them would have to walls. sit on the edge though. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Like really, you need like a three by three to roll with two people. Got so three, it's like three three meters. I would say it's four point five meters squared per person. That's what is needed. Right. Four point five meters squared, and so then you, you need can... like fifteen hundred two thousand square foot facility. Yeah, which is pretty big, but not like huge. Yeah, in London. Yeah. Not expensive, yeah. but you need to find the right place. Every, yeah. Everything can be found. Also, it's like it's like literally quite expensive to train jujitsu. It's like hundred quid a month. It's like average in be. London. Yeah, it has to be that. Yeah, it has to be that. And I then ten k. Depends on yeah. Depends on the gym. Like who, who you go and see. Like if Owen Flanagan and Sylvia are the coaches, you'll definitely pay hundred quid for that. Yeah. You just show up and show up every day. You're gonna get better. Also, yeah, hundred quid a month, thirty days in a month, three quid a day, and you get straight. How much money do you fucking spend on the piss on the weekend? Yeah. If you go out in the if if you have to go out in the piss, e- yeah. like easily, tw- like a dr- round of drinks could easily be like 30, 50 grand. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, I don't think the money is really really. People complain about the money, but everyone's got hundred quid. If you don't have hundred quid, then just go to work. Yeah, just some more work. <laughs> just go to work. Just go just, begging on the street. Yeah, become crackhead. <laughs> just become crackhead. Yeah. So yeah, definitely you can definitely profit. Yeah. I think that's pretty definitely. easy. Like, uh, and, and also, of course, you can profit because, you, like, how do you think all these gems fucking make money? You have yeah, to, yeah. You, at some point, you're always going to have less than 100 students. I actually maybe, like maybe I guess they're just asking for ideas. Yeah. I feel like it is actually quite, like, jiu-jitsu gyms are quite easily profitable. You just need to find a good space. Like, like all the gym owners I speak to anyway, they're always, like, finding a space is the hardest bit. Finding a bit and then yeah, finding the right space. Like, the rates, so it's the rates, the rent. The, the rent. Um, yeah, finding the right space. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Find a good space, then... That makes sense Don't for you and your coach. business. Or if you're going to be a shit coach, just make sure you run a cult and not an actual gym where people are welcome to come and go. It's an actual cult where people aren't allowed to leave and you know, it's true. call it a family and all this kind of stuff and make sure that they can't roll with high belts so they don't realise how shit they are. <laughs> when I run a gym, I want it to be a fucking cult. I want it to be fucking weird. I, I want people to oss and everything at me. Professor, I want everything. <laughs> I want the whole... You'd hate that. Deference. <laughs> It'd be funny what's, for a what, bit though. What's your goal? Like, okay, what? What's your goal for an academy? You've already spoken about this, but let's go over once. Yeah, okay. So, I do want it to be kind of cultish. Like, everyone has to change their lifestyle. You know, I don't want some guy who's just coming in. And he's just like clearly doesn't get almost fuck. embarrassed about being there, and then fucks off. It's like, okay, well, 
listen, mate, you clearly enjoy the sport, so stop pretending you don't, right? Just show up and be a fucking jiu-jitsu nerd and get really good and also get really strong. And then we can all go out and smash competitions and that'd be good fun. Yeah. That's it. Like, Create a team of fucking savages. Yeah. I'd say the best days you have in, in jiu-jitsu are like competition days where your whole team competes and does well. And like, you know, there's ups and downs. The coaches compete and the students compete and there's like, oh, this guy did fucking well, even though in the gym he's shit. Or, yeah, yeah. or I can't believe this guy lost. And it's like a reality check for someone. And yeah, everyone has a great time, even if you lose. Basically just create like a, the ultimate facility where everyone gets super strong, super good at jets, yeah. and has a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, and you also want to separate like, unfortunately you probably need to do kids classes, but basically, and like, and like noob classes, but ideally for me, I wouldn't be teaching like- The kids or the noobs. Yeah, if I was teaching fundamentals, I still think teaching fundamentals is hard and it's not something that should be delegated to like a, a blue belt because they tend, like the fundamentals I feel like are the hardest bit to get like precise, so. You need a good black belt. Yeah, you need a good black belt to teach the fundamentals. Why? Like, yeah, because it's hard, basically. Like when you say fundamentals, it's stuff like, like basic sort of uh, self-defense positions almost, where it's not gonna be inverting and all this, or like flexibility requirements or sport jiu-jitsu. It's more like real useful jiu-jitsu, like, part, like uh, doing jiu-jitsu on people that are reacting with just like bridges and pushing and bench pressing. Spazzy stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's hard to teach and and yeah, and there's a lot to it, so. Whereas, yeah. Also, if you teach if you teach people from the early the early onset, like yeah. fundamental concepts, it just stays with them for longer. Yeah, and if yeah. they have an understanding of fundamental concepts as they get as they get better and better and better, yeah. they always have that to, to, to rely on and fall yeah. back on. Yeah, stuff like teaching a white belt how to stand up in clothes guard. Yeah. Like, that's actually very hard for them to get correct. Like when they drill it on you, some people you can feel like, mm, like even though they think they're doing it right, you can feel like if I just pull my knees to my chest and we were sparring, you would fall. Some people actually get that it's like a fucking workout to stand up in clothes guard when you yeah. first start. So yeah, I think some of it will also be conditioning. Like when I first started, I was quite weak. So just like standing up in clothes guard was quite tiring. So it'd make us do like 10 stand-ups each time with good posture and then sit back down and then 10 stand up all yeah, over yeah. and over again. Coming to jiu-jitsu strong helps them. If you're, like say if you're a fucking savage deadlifter so you're gonna yeah. progress way faster. Yeah, exactly, yeah, because you don't have to like, you don't have to work. You can just stand up. Yeah, you just get more goes at the move, I guess, because you're stronger, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What weight were you when you first started jets? 52 kilos. Oh, what age were you again? 16. 13 or 14. 14, I think. Whoa. I was quite light at 14. 52K, jeez. 14, yeah. Wow, man. Might have been 58, but I think I was 52. Wow. I Might like, have been 58, actually. I think I was 80KGs at 14 or 15. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, then I slowly crept up from 58 to about 74. Then I stayed at 74 for a bit. Then I yeah. went up to 82. I stayed at 82 for a bit. Now you're a plum Now we're fucking 90. <laughs> Um, fucking, yeah, big chicken. Do you know who Tai Chilvasa is? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, yeah. There's a photo of him. He's played professional rugby with some of my mates <coughs> back in Sydney. Yeah. He was like 100 kgs at like 13, 13 years old. Fat shit. Just crushing people in the ju junior rugby league. I don't know. I thought I ate, I ate so much then as well. But to be fair, I was playing RuneScape for like two years straight. So <laughs> I didn't deserve to be anything more than 58 kilos. But yeah, once, once I started training, I was eating so much. Like I'd go home and have like and like six bowls of cereal and yeah. I'd still feel hungry. And I just wouldn't continue eating because I'd just be like, 
am I just stealing all the cereal in the house? Like my dad kept being like, why don't you just eat something else instead of cereal all the time? It's like, it's not even good for you. And I was like, milk is good for you. Stealing <laughs> all the cereal. Yeah, yeah. Kids eat so much food. Nice. And I still retained exact weight. Like, nice. Maybe even, yeah. Next question. We're going on a tangent. I don't even remember what we're talking about. Uh, Students. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck knows. All right. All right. It was something about fundamentals, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, separate my ideal gym. Yeah, it was separating the noobs and the thingy. And got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, because you don't, yeah. Anyway, who is less natty? Didn't really understand that question. Uh, Both of us natty. Yeah. Leg entries versus headquarters. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. So what I like to do is de-weight their inside leg. And then if they overreact to try and put weight back on that leg, then you tip them back towards their outside leg and try and underhook that leg. And then uh, basically we, we, you want to... did some of that this week. You basically want to get more, as much... Because they're, they're normally it's like float passing, right? So it could be headquarters with their hands on the floor. It could be headquarters where they're kind of, kind of sat back. If they're sat back, I'll tend to like push and sit up and try and go shin on shin. You and don't if, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah, bump, bump, bump like that. And then if they're leaning forward, there's no point like just bench pressing them over the top of you. You want to like take them north of you so there's more weight in their hands and their legs are lighter and then you can invert under them whilst they're like basically planking on the floor on top of you. So you want to basically make them spread out and then move around them to get your leg entries. And that's my tip of the day. We should do that, Tim. We'll do that tip next time. Next, next time. Next, next time. We'll Great question. Next session, we'll answer it properly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a key detail with the taps, rather than just one big fucking push. Yeah. Tap, 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 yeah, tap, Yeah, because then tap. you can time the, the pushback better if you do like a little bump, bump, bump. As soon as they push back, you feel it, go. Other than if you do one massive one, they might just fall over and you've kind of expended loads of energy and yeah. you're not ready for the follow-up. I was showing Folly. my dad um, Jocko Willink's gym in San Diego that. He was like, yeah. he's, he's a fucking high-level black belt as well. Yeah. He's like, whoa, this is great. This is really annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he crushed me anyway. But, like, <laughs> but it, so that, I, I did get a nice false through. Yeah, I went tap, 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 go false Just tap it. Ankle sparing recovery. Well, come to the right person. I would say to go to a physio first, but because it depends on... Yeah, roles and rehab, the physio physio man. If you live in London, go shout him because he's got a very good approach to physio, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, so it depends how you've strained your ankle, to be honest. That's a pretty broad. I would say you want to find like... Speak to a physio, man. Yeah, too, speak right? to a physio, to be honest, because it's just all going to be different. Like, how many different ankle sprains are there? There's like a hundred. Grades. Well, like, it just depends on the grade. There's yeah. a grade one, grade two, grade three. Depends what you can and can't do. I mean, look, you just want to get as strong as possible. Get, yeah. the, get the range of motion back in. Speak to an injury expert. That's the yeah. best way to go. And then just, you can try and find like exercises on Instagram and stuff, but you, until you actually get an assessment and know exactly what is wrong with it, because you, you might even be changing your movement patterns without even realizing it uh, to compensate for your injury, which I, I do a lot, so it's very important. I reckon you get a physio and, and make sure that you're not changing your movement patterns too much. You're just actually recovering and going back to because once you start changing movement patterns, it can go up the chain. It can start right. affecting the knees, start affecting the hips, start affecting the lower back, and then, yeah. then you have more problems. Then you get up. fucked, and so then literally everything in your body will be fucked over 10 years from one little injury that you didn't true. recover properly. That's true. For example, big toe. Big toe. If you, if you get a big toe injury, you're going to fix your big toe because you're going to be fucked. It's going to fuck your gait up. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, it's legit. If, you're, if your big toes are fucked, you can't arch your foot yeah. properly, and if your foot, especially if you're lifting weights. Yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't have a good loading pattern. Like you, you say, if you're like you're going onto the outside of the foot rather than keeping that big toe down and creating like a nice like tripod foot, it, it, you can really inju seriously injure yeah. yourself. Your so hips are gonna start 
like compensating, aren't they, as well? If you're not balancing on your foot properly, you're going to start wobbling and shit. The exactly. You're going to uh, get fucked. I would say this covers any injury. Speak to an injury expert. We're like, neither of us are injury experts, but like yeah. speak, speak to the fucking, someone who, who's trusted, who, who, who has gotten yeah. results for either friends or for fellow yeah. jiu-jitsu members in the gym. Go speak to them. S&C or jiu-jitsu? <laughs> that's the topic or just crackheads and shit talking but you not just, like genuine medical advice but, about AIDS and <laughs> ankle sprains and not uh, it's true stay in your lane man because there may be some good things there may, no it's true like when I was in PT I remember some campus, I would try and be like I went through a phase of like someone coming with an injury and be like yeah, I'm going to try and do all like you need to learn to stay in your lane refer out <laughs> honestly refer out I, I, yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to like serious injuries so just just go, to, go see someone who does, yeah. get the approach, and then go back to a yeah. PT or they, or they yeah. get their ideas. Get a recommendation for a physio as well. 100%. Don't just go to the first physio you find online because they'll be shit. Go, go find a recommended physio from someone that also does jiu-jitsu. 100%. Key. How to develop good guard passing? Watch instructionals. Watch instructionals. Uh, you can think of it, so you can, you can start to separate it, guard passing into like loose passing, where you're going around your partner's legs, and then tight passing where you're going through your partner's legs or in like in between them some, somehow like that or like pinning you know pinning them to their body somehow and just going just about around them it's kind of a combo of loose and tight passing and uh and yeah getting really good at chest to chest passing i feel like most of the time in nogi at some point if people are good at keeping their knees to their chest you're going to either have to go to north south or you're going to have to enter a half guard so i would say getting really good at Consolidating a pass from north south, leg drags, half guard are the most important skills to get. Basically, those those three we drilled those three a while ago. So it's like, and you spoke about this in a recent podcast as well. How options to go from? So it's like yeah. the knee cut doesn't work. That, uh, yeah. the, the 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 underhook yeah. drag doesn't work. Oh, that's Great. A good, uh, go for the leg drag that doesn't yeah. work. Go for the back step. Yeah, back that's step. actually a good like specific one but even then let's say that that started from De La Hiva, so you could say that you're already kind of doing tight passing because you've engaged in the guard oh, I understand. but yeah i guess because you do a leg drag it's kind of loose passing because then you're going around the legs but yeah for example like tactically you could say i'm not going to let him entangle my legs whatsoever so no grips on my legs and i circle around or i'm going to let him grip my legs and just use underhooks and stuff to counter that uh, or i'm going to well, again, north north south is is basically loose passing again, but it's just mm, like exactly. you either go leg drag or north south, or you go straight to knee on belly and they turn and you get to the back. Giancarlo but, got tried the north south pass you going tight. Uh, yeah, he almost got the double under scoop, but yeah, basically I, I, I was watching his matches and I was aware he he does that, so I, I use a bit of energy there to escape yeah. or just make sure. And yeah, I was uh, got on the legs there, so yeah, when you go to north south, you're actually. Your yeah. knees are pointing at their hips, so as soon as they engage their legs, you, you can't you, you, scrawl so effectively. You went to saddle there. Yeah, you yeah. You manage to get your knee around. And yeah, if they, think if you're in like, if they're controlling your heel, you're not going to be able to sprawl, and their hips are pointing at your knee, you're instantly in like some vague danger. So, you know, you get the benefit of basically being able to push their legs away rather than like throw them to the side or like pull them away from their chest. But on the downside, you get... Sometimes your legs get entangled much easier from north-south if you're not careful. And uh, there's also a chance for like choy bars and shit like that. People going for your arms when you're pushing. Giles is doing a lot of choy bar shit at the moment. Yeah. If you watch Yuri versus Giles, okay, that was like, in some ways it was a boring match because, because of the way Yuri was passing. But actually Yuri did a really good job of like, like stifling Lachlan's like 
uh, north south guard that he likes, like K guard basically. Logan's very good like at playing from from upside down, like you're over here and he's framing, getting his knees in and, and re-countering the legs and the arms. Yeah. But Yuri did a really good job of like burying his head, sprawling, but also keeping his hips like high enough that Lockton wouldn't like slide out the back. So yeah. it was actually, that was actually a really good match if you want to watch North-South v, uh, uh, v North-South guard and the Cade one as well. Sick. Yeah, very good matches to watch if you want to watch that from ADCC. That's a good shout <clears throat> And yeah, other than that, watch instructionals. And watch a very you know variety of instructionals and then also you gotta just i would say record your rounds and like get get a really good gauge of what you're actually good at in reality rather than what you feel like you're good at there's a lot of times in jiu-jitsu where you can feel like this was like an okay sequence and it's just normal like part of play but really it should always all be like your ideal goal would be like zero energy use and winning in seconds every single time yeah, yeah. with like pure control <laughs> so if you're not doing that there's obviously somewhere to improve yeah yeah, yeah that's the way i see it Huge. so you know what you know where to work on basically on what's not not working so smoothly be realistic with yourself figure yeah out, figure out what you actually need to improve on yeah and that comes if someone records the rounds again just get them to send you the recordings of the rounds because they can be very useful and you'll find out very quick what you need to improve on that yeah and you might be disappointed when you watch yourself roll like damn that was less impressive than it seemed at the time that's the point shout out to that Danaher podcast as well because he talks about J Giancarlo comes to the gym and he just realizes like fuck I'm actually shit at all of this at and, and yeah and he yeah. starts again it's like that humbling process of just being really shit at something but just trying to get better and better and better and better yeah yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's all, like he's already naturally intelligent and good at the sport, so he just needs a good coach to sharpen things up yeah. and level the playing field with the students there. Yeah. All right. Last question. Gabby Garcia list trust or Galval sized Ricky Rishi Sumac. Sumac. I would actually rather fight Liz Truss. <laughs> <laughs> She's so dumb. Bro. <laughs> I actually hate that she is the prime minister. Yeah, she's so fucking dumb. She's like, at least, like I was saying before, basically, Boris like pretends to be dumb to get the pub man's vote. Yeah, but is actually probably like clever and evil and conniving. Yeah, but she is actually a fucking idiot, which means that she's like, I hope she's a puppet for some fucking like Illuminati organization. <laughs> but I fear that she's actually just out there on her own, like actually making decisions. It's crazy. Man. <laughs> it would kill me if she makes decisions. What a shit Please no. Please not Liz Truss. Time of this podcast coming out. Liz Trustworthy. Econ economic disaster. Yeah. Let's see, actually. You know what? I don't know. Let's timestamp this. This today is, what is it? October? 16th of October. 16th of October. Let's see what happens. The future will tell all. I just think <laughs> it's we're going to be fucked by the time she, unless she resigns quickly or like, Lightning strikes and <laughs> she gets struck by lightning. Then. Blows up 10 downing shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see. We'll find out soon. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. That's that, it. That's a lot of questions for that's, the day. That's all the questions. Any interesting characters you've seen this week? No. Crackhead's been dull recently. Yeah, I've seen them, but I haven't been, I haven't been noting them. I haven't been promoting the, the crackhead industry. You've gone off. Yeah, I've gone off America. Them. America ruined it for me. I spoiled, like, you know. For spoil of a choice. Yeah, you might like, you might like, let's say a cigarette, but if you were to force to smoke a 20 pack in a row, suddenly those <laughs> cigarettes seem less appealing to you. Did you inhale that whole cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to take time. <laughs> 
So yeah, after going to America, it wasn't even the crack eddy part. for choice. I am done. I am done. I remember that video I sent you on Santa Monica Pier of that guy in the ocean just, do you remember that? He's... Yeah, 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 just... Loving that could that. be anything though, like you don't even know if they're just like... He could just be happy. Super religious, like just, that's his morning routine, or if he's just actually like... Insane. Seeing God for real, and he's just like, you know. I would vote for the for that. For the I latter. Say, I would, yeah, the latter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Could be some budget baptism as well. Of himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep baptizing yourself, just in case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the most important. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. So we're gonna get some guests on soon. Yeah. Episode eleven. Thank you for supporting the podcast, guys. Well, supporting. I mean, we haven't got yeah. any money. We're still doing it. With but likes. Like, we can eat likes. The the likes. Remember how, how you support the podcast? You like, you subscribe. And follow my sponsors: No Faff Marketing, ah, yeah, yeah. Rolls and Rehab, Charles Allen Price, Rain Clothing, Frank's Battle Soap. Get on them, Frank. Send me some soap, man. Yeah, Frank. Um, so yeah, subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, rate the podcast. Same for YouTube. More Do you actually want to vote? Say again. Do you actually want yeah, to yeah, vote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll get you some soap. Yeah, give me some soap. <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed, guys. We'll see you soon. Great. Oh, Great sauce. Sauce.